Let me start here. Okay. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. I have never had a guest on this podcast where it's like Tia and Tamara, except none of us are married to Republicans. <laughs> I'm dead. Thank God. <laughs> Many moons ago, mm-hmm. um, I, we met, and I thought to myself, we're so similar. And then time passed, and I went, no, I don't think that's what it is. Yeah. Because I think we share that one brain cell. And then when you're out doing something that's complicated, like you have a job interview right. or something, I'm walking into walls like a Sims character. <laughs> And vice versa. Exactly. Yeah. So we just share it between the two of us. Yeah. And uh, there are commonalities, but I think it's also more of like complementing. Yes. As opposed to being, because I think if we were too similar, we could also clash. Absolutely. Because we have enormous, very strong personalities. Yes. Oh, that's what I meant. Yes, of course. It's like a weird. uh, Pities? Penis titties? Pities. Yeah. That sounds moist and I don't like it. I, I'm shocked. <laughs> so long story short. <laughs> welcome, Wanjira Long Hour. I love having a fellow person of color with a white ass name. <laughs> I'm dead. Get the freak out of here. <laughs> so since we, I think we, we kind of like center our lives around being absolutely... Famulous? Oh, I was going to go oh. with dirt bags. Oh, okay. Pieces of shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, I definitely dabble in those categories, too. No one said I'm perfect. So, I did say I'm fabulous, though. You are fabulous. Yeah. Uh, but you're still a dumpster fire. No, definitely. definitely. <laughs> Do you know one time when I was talking about uh, you on air, I referred to you as a dumpster fire, and everybody was like... I'm so dead and I wish I heard it. Context. I guess this is why they didn't make that into a promo. And then literally two seconds later, I was talking about how you're like the queen of my life. And everyone was like, okay, we won't oh, fight yeah, you. Yeah, we won't fight you. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, both of us ha- kind of like approach life in the same way where it's giggles first and then being serious after. Like I wouldn't want to be at a funeral with you. Right. Even at work when we're in meetings, I can't make eye contact. No, we we literally actually, we have to like start biting the bottom lips. And yep. we're like, yep. okay, I'm just like concentrate on some seriously sad shit because <laughs> Nadia is going to make me break out. I have bitch. the Arthur meme, you know? With <laughs> yes, the, with the fists. With the fists just shaking. And because of that, I decided that our episode was going to be centered around unpacking things. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. this is a good one. So, Minnie Driver has the podcast uh, where she asks oh. seven questions. She got bought over by Amazon. Oh, I didn't know that. She asks seven questions uh. to every single guest. And okay. as, a, as an entertainer, so smart, no prep. Right. Literally, it's just the person changing and you're just like blah, blah, blah. bad 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 but they're all these like existential questions and mm. there's nobody's brain that i'd rather pick than my own so that's why you're here <laughs> cracking up let's go <laughs> yeah. yes. okay question number one when and where were you happiest wow it can it can be it doesn't have to be grand you have the answer already oh yeah, 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 yeah. you're like two minutes ago when we hugged <laughs> literally and touched nipple <laughs> Um, and our curls were like interlocked Um, when I was like 30 I was really frustrated because 24 to 28 were so epic like even when I was like 29 I was kind of pissed because I was like why were 8 years so perfect Mm -hmm. and now life is just life it's not it's not scenic as scenic and as as starry and as literally perfect as it felt within that four year period um and you know part of it is that I moved to Kenya at 24 Mm. started radio like I started a career at 24 
24 was the year of a lot of new beginnings mm-hmm. um, for me. And it's, you know, it, of course things are going to be new and shiny one yeah. year. Right? In retrospect, of course. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. And now at 33, I've, I've, I've really sat with that and, and, and thought about that and, you know, kind of, you know, also therapy, love therapy. You know, it also makes you realize, <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. <laughs> it makes you realize certain things, like you're being a little unfair to yourself and a little unfair to life. Yeah. Life has ups and downs. Also, it's written like it's this uh, grand play, so if everything was the climax, you would never enjoy the actual journey, you know what I mean? Right, literally. Yeah. Um, because what would you compare it to? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, even those people who literally walk around getting climaxes all the time. You know how miserable they are. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds pretty <laughs> sexy. Seriously, yeah. though. You know, so it's just, it's, it's been such a point of reflection in my early 30s to realize. And yeah. I think in the past year and change or so, I've kind of realized, like, yeah, that was such an epic, beautiful epoch mm. <laughs> almost. But, you know, nothing can last forever. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just, it's not real life. But also think about like the the stretch of like excitement in the future where you're this version of you. Right. Where you can take it in with more gratitude and all these things. I think that would be even more grand. So Definitely. I think that's something to look forward to. I was literally having this conversation with myself today. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself at uh, the stretch of 22 to my late 20s was very like uh, a lot of ups and downs. But the ups were like. Really high up, like right. nosebleed seats, you know? Right. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I did start my career then. Mm. I, you know, I was in, I, I fell in love for the first time. All those things were just kind of like, blah, 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 yeah. blah. After that thought subsided, I was like um, thinking about my 30s then. Right. And uh, immediately, I think my answer for happiest time would be now. Mm. So let me tell you why. Okay. I was talking to somebody a while ago and they were telling me about uh, three things that have to be balanced out in order for you to feel settled. Okay. Uh, family and friends, love life, job. And True. I've had this feeling this, it, where I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not too satisfied with my work right now. Right. And I was like, why is that? And I thought to myself, it's the newness. It's because in my 20s, I started this podcast. In right. my 20s, I started radio. In my right. 20s, I started producing. Everything was just like constantly like a high. Yeah. And I'm like, the only thing that has changed is that I feel I'm better equipped to deal with my workspaces and I'm better at my job. So I'm like, why wouldn't I be happier about that? And so I was kind of unpacking that with myself. And I think uh, right now, in terms of family and friends, my best friend had a baby. Mm -hmm. I'm the closest I am to my family that I've ever been. I have a great partner. So I'm like, get the fuck together, bitch. Yeah. So... (laughs) You winning. Yeah. I'm like, sometimes it's like, you don't have to have that like... $10,000 $10,000 check, you know, right. the novelty size one with a handshake and confetti for it to be a good time. Literally. And I think, I think there are just so many things that in life, they, they force us to think that it has to be that way. Yeah. So for example, right now, one of the reasons why this is your happiest time, I mean, because of the three reference points, right, that mm-hmm. you have. So for example, I think that right now my 30s is the first time I'm learning. To, I've, I've, I've fallen in love with myself. And, like, that's, like, such a cool feeling. That's really lovely. Yeah, and, like, really seeing what that looks like. Yeah. You know, and what that entails. What what does it look like day to day for you? What's different? I used to not give myself time because of worrying about disappointing others. Yeah. 
I give myself so much time. Like, I have no problem declining something to say, yeah. no, I need me time. Like, I'm going to be in the house, and I'm going to cook, and I'm going to chill. Like, I love I'm that. proper going to post up. Like, nah. That's so important. Um, it is. It's not being in, and this is not to speak ill of any of my relationships or exes per se, you know, because it takes two to tango, but also just not having time for certain things, being more having a clearer vision of what it is I would look for in a mm. partner. Um, you know, when you're in your 20s, you don't really have that much time you're willing to waste. Yeah. And I guess it's because you got it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, when I say you have the time, by the way, just to clarify, I think it's important. It's not because there has to be an end goal to something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just that you're like, well, maybe with person, well, yeah. like, you get, you know that the bullshit I'm talking about. Yeah, but also in your 20s, you want to face plant into everything. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, you can see what you perceive maybe as red flags, but you're like, love can cure everything. Right. And that is not the truth. Right. You can be extremely in love and incompatible. Yes. Uh, and that's a big lesson I think everybody has to learn for themselves. Yes. And as two people who've gone through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. now, it makes it all the more exciting in my case where it's like, okay, what's what does the future hold? Yeah. Or in your case where you're like, wow, what I'm in right now, epic. Exactly. You know, so yeah. it's just so so much self-discovery, I think, in a different way that takes place in your 30s and does have you looking at certain things and falling in love yeah. with yourself and those different things. But 24 to 28, baby, I was still insane. That was, uh, I was doing time. the most. That was a time. <laughs> going to bed for 20 minutes <laughs> and going to do a show. <laughs> okay, what quality do you like least about yourself? Let's go both, because I like good symmetry. Okay. Um... So do you like my birthmarked face? I do. Very much. <sighs> Whenever I drink a glass of wine, I'm always like, can I like it? <laughs> Let them people know. <laughs> Let them people know. Um, okay, so... I think it's a really important question to ask. I play this game with my nieces and nephews all the time where we have a pretend talent show. I told you about this, right? Yeah, <laughs> Which you're going to attend eventually. Yeah. And they have to go up and I'll ask a question and they have to present it. And one of the questions that we do often is what do you like most and what do you like least? Mm. And it's crazy when you ask yourself that question over right. time, it changes. Right, Like uh, my sister's uh, son is very dark skin in a community that... Right. loves light skin right and so after like months and years of asking it these days he goes up there and he's like i love my curly hair and i love my chocolate skin oh i love that and it seems it seems That's silly beautiful. but you know that he's thinking yeah. about it he's going to school yeah. and thinking man i'm cute because man he really is yeah of not a lot going on up there but he is cute. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot between the eyes but yeah. lord knows he's gorgeous <laughs> down to the skin yeah i I, I wouldn't say I'm impulsive per se, okay. but I've always had a temper. That's my Sagittarius. And yeah, <laughs> I'm a fire sign in every way known to mankind. Um, uh, but it's funny because I also have a lot of earth in my chart, so it kind of counters it mm -hmm. in a way. Also kind of adds to it. Yep. I, I have realized that with my temper, I can be, I, I can be fast to move mm. on it. That does not always help. I want yeah. a long hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So so it's something that I've become increasingly aware of. <clears throat> I, I think it was always there, but I think it's just that I've become aware of it and something that I I really want to work on hmm. um, because it affects you in different ways of your life. I, mean, I agree. Like everything in life. So there's that. Something I love about myself is my willingness to learn. Yes. Whoa! That was so weird. That was really creepy. But I was like, literally about big to say, up to your phone. I know. Your phone was like she do. 
she do? Literally out of nowhere. I was going to scream yes because I really believed (laughs) it. And then she said it. My phone is is inside me. It's all... (laughs) It knows. I have questions. Yeah. Because I can't see the phone right now. You're also, always, guys, like it's like down there somewhere. That she's you're like, always like, why is your phone slipping off the table? <laughs> and here you were saying you don't like now these things. You know. uh, liar. I gotta be the source. That's what it is. <laughs> always. <laughs> but um, yeah, if your FBI coochie is done, um, yeah, I really, I really do, um, I really do love that about me. And we were kind of just talking about this because we were relating to a common person we know. I'll keep it at that. But yeah. <laughs> maybe their lack of disability. <laughs> Hopefully they'll change over time. That's something that I've had since I was little. I think that also comes from being first generation American, mm-hmm. um, you know, immigrant parents in New York, New York with other first generation or second generation kids. And um, you, you kind of have to be, you know yeah. what I mean? You have to understand certain things. In general, but especially in those situations, right? So, yeah, I've always been like that, and I love that. Like, I will shut up so quick to learn something from somebody. That's a really dope trait that I have, and I love that about yeah. me. Yeah, it's true. Even, like, when you, th- if you, and this is an oversimplification, initially when I was like, do you know Mini Driver? And you're like, the fuck out of here. Of course I do. But I was like, do you know, she has a podcast. You're like, I absolutely don't. Right. But most people go along with that, and they're like, yeah, totally. I, uh, uh. Look at you. You know, oh, you're, you're a, a good teacher. You're a good teacher slash podcaster. To be honest, yeah, no, but it's true. Yeah, I'll be the first to be like, I don't know that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, well, now I do. Now you do. Yeah, I'm like, I think for me, in terms of a trait that I don't like about myself, mm. I and I say this because I think it comes from there is I am hyper independent. Yeah, you know, I yeah, find you it. <laughs> you're like, yeah, but. That's obvious. I'm like, well, I, I to anyone to, who knows you well, I guess. I went to boarding school at a really young age, uh, across the world, left my family, my friends, everything I know, and so sorry, Nadia, but I think it'd be rude not to mention the fact that your hyper independent ass made a whole PowerPoint presentation. It's you. <laughs> she made a PowerPoint presentation and presented it to her mom, and her mom was just like, uh, bro, you didn't exactly have to do the PP, but like, bless. Um, yeah, I co-sign. Like, you have my blessing. I definitely but, like, needed that's to. That's just, I mean, I think it's important to say that part because yeah. it just also shows the intensity and level of independence that has existed. Also, the drive. <laughs> that, too much. To this day, it's, like, overwhelming. I made it because I was like, Mom, you got to see that yeah, right. I cannot be the person I want to be if I stay in this tiny town of ours, you know? Yeah, uh, Mombasa. And, I mean, Mombasa, just me eating Badia and Madeira, you know? <laughs> and my mom was like, okay, I love you and I trust you. This is super weird, but okay, go for it. Uh, But I think being away at the age of 13 and not having anybody there to physically be with, you know, and then it became very difficult when I would be with family that I would be a little bit reserved. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of kept on keeping on. Yeah. But I'm doing a lot of unlearning as an adult and now I'm touchy and now I'm like, hey, I'm having a bad day. Want to sit with me? You know, before I'd be like, yeah, I'm malfunctioning. Yeah. And you're also Uh, like such a Virgo. So it's like, it can be very hard for... Your kind yeah. to um, show weakness, yeah. right, and, and to show hurt or or too much emotion, too yeah. much feeling. That's anything outside of being a silly Billy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know it's I mean? true. But, but yeah. I, I do try even in small ways, like before. It would take me. I would if I'm having a bad day in terms of like let's say lupus. Mm. I only tell my mom and my sister. Everybody else has to think I'm perfect. Right. But now today you walked in and I was like, oh, I'm having a tough lupus day. Yeah. And I feel like that's so important uh, for me yeah. as a human being. And 
good for me for trying. Yeah, and to be open and connected, bet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for you for trying and anyone out there who's trying. This shit ain't easy. It's not easy. It don't come with no manual now. Nah. And um, uh, in terms of a good trait of mine, I am extremely patient. Mm. Until there's a point where I'm like, oh, I'm tipping over. Right. But otherwise, um, I'm really happy to churn over something with somebody as many times as they need to feel better about it. Right. And I got a really peachy booty. Okay. She does. That's I absolutely co-signed that because one time <laughs> yeah. I saw her and I was like, wait, you gotta, that thing, dang it. You gotta, okay. I never turned around uh, in front of you. And okay, Miss Bad Booty, yes. <laughs> I was just like, oh, hold up. Let's discuss. Yeah. From then onwards, you were like, you are invited to the cookout. Yeah. Not for your personality. <laughs> just for the fitty fat ass. <laughs> if we're going to share a personality, then like, I'm already there. Bring That's that fair. Bring that to that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what relationship, real or fictionalized, defines love for you? Damn, that's hard. That's I'm like every Disney movie. Okay. <laughs> First of all, don't get me started on how I Oh my God, we need to like break that down in another Jafar. episode. Jafar. Oh, hot. <laughs> You can't. I'm going to go with fictional because I just don't think you should look at real people and, like, try and do this. Yeah. I think it's so weird. Like, so, for example, oh, my God, I'll give you the perfect example of something I saw today on my favorite app ever, which is Twitter. Only fans. (laughs) Grinder. No, um... You go on FaceApp and change yourself to a man in hopes that you could snag no, a No, remember, remember that like beard thing that you and I love oh, to like yeah. send those filters of like You us were and hot beards. and sleazy and I was into it. Right? Yeah. Twitter. Twitter had this thing. It was like somebody had actually tweeted because social media loves to do this especially. Mm-hmm. Joshua Jackson, Dawson Creek dude, mm-hmm. and um, Jody Turner-Smith, his wife. Yeah. Hot. So Gorgeous. He was never attractive, but he's, like, filled out. I'm like, homie. He's cute. He looks good. Yeah. He looks good. Jodie Turner-Smith I've been obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Like, when she was, quote-unquote, like, she was a model model, but, I mean, like, you only really knew her from Instagram. Yeah. Like, you didn't really know her from big productions and features type of thing. Um, She's blown up since. Mm -hmm. Um, And has been doing incredible work. And then they got married and da-da. So, somebody tweets, like, oh, my God, I want to be this couple or something to that effect. Holy balls. People started, quote, retweeting it. And girl, I found out something. No. So apparently he, like, cheated on her. No. While she was pregnant with her kid. No, not the, what's his name, Kevin Hart effect. Mm. And (sighs) then, so you have that. And then I saw another bit, which was that, like, she proposed to him. Yeah, she proposed to him, right? Do you find that weird? Well, I do find that weird. Really? I... Yeah, you. I, I know you. You know me. Yeah, I, but I, I think you find that weird because not because of the gender, but I think you find that weird because you're a personality that wants yes. to be adored. A thousand percent. You know, I would have to cry. <laughs> it's Nadia Denzel. No, she didn't. And there's nothing to argue about. You're right. And I will adore you back. Let yes. me also say that I will fucking love you down, and you better receive it. It has but, to be a level of like almost worship. Like, for for back and back forth. and forth. Yeah. Because I will do, like, people actually get very weird because they weird it out when they find out certain things when I have a boyfriend because they know how, like, I'm so hyper-independent. Um, female power. So then that weirds them out that I'll be like, well, I would like to primarily cook and, like, yeah. do all that kind of stuff. No. Which is associated. It's just like why you said it's yeah. like it's not necessarily even the gender thing. Yeah, it's, it's your like, personality. Yeah. You have, uh, uh, my friend April and I were talking about this. Uh, you have Asian mom syndrome. I where... 
fucking dead. You have, it's true. <laughs> Every Asian mom that I know loves to just give too much. Right. You know? Right. And April was saying, yes. maybe uh, we need to change our ways or we need to not be like yeah. our mothers. And I was like, no, I think it's the opposite. We just need to seek partners that will Asian mom you back. Right. And I think that's Thank you, that's you yes. right? I love, oh my God, that's actually, will Asian mom you back? Yeah. I'm still peeing. Asian mom but 69. That's so good. <laughs> Asian mom. Can we fucking start a campaign right here now? I'm in bits. But essentially, yes. Like, now to be reminded in these quote retweets where it was yeah. like, she che- he cheated on you, excuse me, while you were pregnant, and then you got on one knee. Damn. Like, it was like, or whatever, whichever yeah, one happened yeah, first. Yeah, but it was yeah, just yeah. like a lot, and people were just like, what? And so that's why I think it's so tricky and creepy mm. to, to use real people as an example, because it's like Ciara and like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Wilson, Russell yeah. Wilson. They look amazing together. I don't know what goes on. What goes on there and there were certain things about their relationship that I found weird and especially initially. Mm-hmm. Like now it looks all perfect, but I'm just like I don't know what happens behind closed doors. In fact, I have this theory where I'm like sometimes it, especially it was scaring me at the beginning because they loved talking about how they didn't have sex and and they pray Sorry, together what? instead. Hi. Yeah, that's a real thing. They didn't have sex until marriage. Um is is their claim and they were like really steadfast about it but they would pray together intensely i'm not the most religious person so there's also that and then intensely and then stop damn <laughs> i bet that's like it's a her kink. looking off into the distance for me intensely no because um, <laughs> no, i thought about it i was like oh my god that would be a hot kink right right sit across from me we you just pray, never know we don't touch we don't each touch. other the, the first person to touch the other pays the rent oh. you know <laughs> i think my perfect like fake relationship is from the movie Ghost. Okay. <laughs> Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze held oh, it down in that bed. Yeah. And I just, I want that. Like, I want my love to worship and love me so much that he's like, no, you are not going to die. Okay? He's going to get, he's going to come back as a ghost, God forbid. And like, you know, talk to me through a Whoopi Goldberg, who in this case obviously is Nadia. And yeah. it'd just be like so beautiful. Imagine. Be so fucking <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. That would be our karma. The love of your life would die. And then, what, right, inside God. <laughs> then we're just there, like kissing for the last time. Beautiful. I love that for you. Thank you so much. I don't love. Do you remember that SNL episode where they no? used to be like, okay, I'll share it with you? Sorry, guys. I would pick. Uh, have you ever watched Away We Go with Maya Rudolph? Fuck. No. Oh my you god! Know I, love me some Maya. I know. So I think it's it's. I love to see that uh, she's so over the top. She's one of those um, comedians where over time she's getting a double chin from doing so many bits. Do you know, <laughs> like Kristen, like Kristen, like, like she's as well. so she's like, always they're like, always like this. Yeah, so and like I, now I'm it's like, like they're morphing into it. This is such a silly, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, comparison? But you know how when Muslims play pray five times a day and they get the sijda on like a dark spot on the top <laughs> yeah. of there and they're like that's how you know I love God yeah. that's how you know that's a good comedian <laughs> <I'm dead. laughs> so good Maya, point right? okay yeah I'll be looking for that Maya Rudolph and John Krasinski mm. it starts off with uh, like they're in bed and he's going down on her okay mm-hmm. I'm just gonna paint the picture Which for you so crazy because I cannot picture that yeah like yeah. I'm like they were loving exactly okay. going down on her and then he goes you taste different and it cuts off to the next scene and she's like pregnant 
Because I think he just, he, oh, he realizes, shit. Yeah, because right? your hormones and shit. Absolutely. Yeah. And so uh, they, they don't know what to do because his parents are basically moving away from the U.S. and uh, moving to like Belgium or something random. Mm. And they're like, nothing is tying us to the city except for my parents. So now we can do whatever we want. So they write a list of all the people that they love in the country and they go around visiting them to see where they want to live. And some of the places are, you see, ground them. Some of the people that they talk to, they unpack trauma. Some of them, it's just hilarious and unnecessary. Where, what is the name of this away we go and the level of like softness that they have with mm. each other I mean I don't know whatever it is that's surrounding the relationship but the way they interact with each other mm. that is what, uh, the epitome of love uh, to me like the level of patience and sweetness and you have to watch it also just to go back to the couples thing there's also uh-huh. Celine Dion and her beau but... oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> let me stop not Celine vagina I'm dead <laughs> What would be your last meal? And I know you're such a big uh, foodie. Oh you gotta go uh, appetizer, main, main course. course, dessert, and beverage. Okay, so we're definitely <clears throat> gonna do like an Italian appetizer, first course, second course, dessert. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think something like a burrata. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some burrata, some really sweet tomatoes. Mm, fresh basil. Uh-huh. This is like ASMR right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just love food, so I yeah. just so um, Somebody told me that, too. They were like, a few people have. They're like, when you describe food, it's like weird because like, you sexual. can taste it. Yeah, they're like, it's very sensual. Yeah. Like, it's intense. No, I said sexual. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please, there's a difference. <laughs> You're like, I know whence I speak, baby. Now both um, me and my phone are slipping off the seat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mention the olive oil that have to be involved, Ooh. of course. Just a touch of balsamic. We're go. I definitely would start with a pasta. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some kind of like scolio. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be a medley of seafood. Uh, mussels, clams, scallops. Damn. Calamari, octopus. Let's get crazy. It's the last meal. How um, will the ocean survive that? <laughs> not the way I'm about to do it. <laughs> These are big plates too. I don't play. Uh, secondi is going to be... I'll probably get a really nice veal. I would like a rib. Maybe, veal. yeah. So, so veal maybe in some kind of <clears throat> red wine balsamic reduction. Yeah. Um, grilled asparagus. It's just Damn. a pinch of um, grated uh, fresh Parmesan. I'm not a dessert person. I never order dessert. When I go out, I have no sweet tooth in me. Yeah. But I love creme brulee for some reason. Really? Um, Is it because so- of High School Musical? It's not because of high okay. school musical. I've actually never watched. <laughs> you mean the movie? The episode is for like the episodes are for Gen Zs. We had the movies, the three movies. Oh shit! No, I didn't watch any of them. Oh my! I'll I've reenact them for you it. later. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, so yeah, there's that, and then I would definitely, definitely be sipping on a Malbec. I love that. We have one overlap. Okay, what's that? Malbec. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, and I love how your answer is just. I was taken on a journey. Mine's very simple. <laughs> I'm dripping with detail. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a simple gal. Um, my last meal would... I don't even want an appetizer. My, I don't have a big appetite. If I have that, I can't have my main meal. Right, right, You gotta right. know yourself in this situation. Of course. So, I'm dying, but I still look really sexy. <laughs> and I get Malbec, pilau. Mm. But I want the pilau with one pili pili. I want it with... Achari, I want it with a sweet mango chutney. Okay. You know, I want it with kachumbari. Mm-hmm. And then for dessert, even simpler, carrot cake. Oh, wow. 
you know? my mom, she would, she would take Bruh. the cake tissue water. Oh my God. I lo- and, and at that point, I'm like, I'm dying, so I don't have to be classy. I want to eat all of it with my hands. Okay. Even the Malbec. I want to scoop it. <laughs> Scoop it and drip it into my mouth. Not like, even the Malbec. You know when people are like half dying and you take a cloth and you have to put it over their mouth? That's how I want you to give me the Malbec. <laughs> um, uh, okay, this one's getting me good because I think we might have the same answer, which is what question would you like answered? Given that we both watched that documentary uh, recently, the Malaysian I know, one. Yeah, I knew what you were referring to. I am shaking. I had gooseys the entire time. I was like, am I having a heart attack? I haven't finished it. I'm about halfway through the second episode. Uh-huh. Um, but that, it's very, wow. It's I, unfathomable. Yeah. Every, every other theory that they, if you haven't watched it, please do. Every other theory that they jump to, I'm like, that could be it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be yeah, one of those people. Yeah, it's weird, yeah. In their basements, like with a stained <laughs> Cheeto, um, wife pleaser. That's what it's called now, not wife beater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead learning new things uh, right uh-huh. and my cans of beer everywhere uh, thinking all these conspiracy theories are true but that one really got me it's three hours of like yeah, just fuck- right. fucking me up and it's really heavy um, no I'll tell you and this is a really great question to ask a Sag because yeah. our whole thing is that like we're in search for truth um, so I know this is so fucking weird but like what is the meaning of life I want to know the question the answer yeah I- that's my question. That's complete. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, I know. But you I want to know. I want to know. What do you believe life. in like past lives and next lives? and Or yeah. do you think you go in the dirt and that's it? I think both. It's really weird. There's a part of me that thinks that. But then I'll have a moment of deja vu that just feels eerie. Where mm-hmm. I get goosebumps and I'm like, but I've done this before. I've been here before. And, I'm, yeah. and I know it's, I mean, I could be in a different country that I've never visited before. Yeah. And I know, but like. I've seen that face before. Like, everything feels eerily familiar. It's just strange. My, my theories on deja vu is that uh, twofold. One, life is like a video game, and every time you get to a checkpoint and the universe is like, there you are. That's where you're supposed mm. to be. You have this moment where you're like... Oh, I love that. That's... Where you're, like, saving. The, the game is saving. <laughs> I fucking love that. Right? That's so sick. Even the... The theory of the game is saving. That's yeah, sick. so I, I like every time I have deja vu, I'm like, oh man, the universe is telling me I'm on the right path. And even if it's not true, it's a nice little nudge for me where I'm like, oh, everything's okay. Right. The second theory is that uh, somebody in a parallel, a version of you in a parallel universe, is doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. Thought about that. So it's like twin tuition. Twin yeah. tuition is that what twin it's tuition? Yeah. Also, circling back to Tia and Tamara, twitches. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so many delicious references in this bitch. But yeah, man. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, like, wonder. I'm like, what? Like, I'm like, when you really stop and think about it, it starts getting scary. I don't even want to, like, go too deep no, into don't it. No, don't go too I'll deep. get, like, fucked <laughs> up. But, That's like, like my sister. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just like, but, like, why were we put here? Like, right. why did we evolve? What's the purpose? And then, like, what stop. are we chasing? Like, yeah. I would want mine to be a slew of questions. Like, I want the universe to show me a reel of every version of me that chose a different path. Oh, fuck. Right? Yeah. Blew my mind. Yeah, okay, we got uh, one last question. Oh, hit me. Uh, what in your life have you grown out of a personal disaster? Um, the passing of my sister. That was yeah. like a major event in my life that has been extraordinarily difficult to talk about and that I'm just starting to like... Share. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think is so interesting. I'm having this event on Saturday. Um... And another day I'll tell you even more about it. But yeah. basically, um, I'm producing an event that that's for my mom. My mom's a very accomplished writer. Mm-hmm. So she'll be reading some of her published and unpublished works. 
um, in Kikuyu and English. Okay. Which is what she's always written in for decades. And now, um, you know, in, in this event we're having that she started last year called Maraveta, which means poetry in Kikuyu, mm-hmm. um, she'll primarily be reading and performing um, pieces from <clears throat> a published work she has called Requiem for Jerry. Okay. Jerry is my older sister who had bipolar disorder, was diagnosed with bipolar disorder in the early 2000s. Oh, wow. And even in America, no one, mm-hmm. I'm telling you that, like, you remember back then? Like, no one really, no one. I think we knew about depression, but it was like, you didn't really know. It was just like one of those things where like, I guess some people take life too heavy yeah. or something like that or, or somebody's depressed for a short period of time but then you like get exactly. back to normal. Quote, and it was, it was featured as, even in, in literature or content mm. at the time, it was featured as something that was a plot twist maybe. Right. This is why somebody's acting like this. Literally. But, you know, but they never really treated it like this is something fully affecting a person, a main character. Yes. A trillion percent or it was a thing of, um, well, you know, uh, your kind of tormented artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, and it wasn't necessarily depression, but you just thought like, oh, well, a that's symptom a symptom of creativity. The, oh, yes. You know, like these things, you know, yeah. that have to do with the mind and the mind being warped and <laughs> fucked up and yeah. leads you to do all this awful shit. It's because of that. Mm-hmm. So I remember kind of even kind of thinking that because my sister was a hyper creative. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? She was a writer and a singer and really great at all that stuff. I mean, she passed so young. She's part of the 27 Club, unfortunately. But, you know, it led, it led her to take her own life. And it was just, wow, like having to get a crash course quickly in what mental illness even is or looks like to learn what a bipolar is mm-hmm. um, and to eventually have to deal with suicide. It's just... It's just colored my life and my perspective. I can totally see that because uh, you are somebody that, you, if I say I'm having a hard day, you never forget. Mm. The next day you're gonna check up on me. Even if it's like a physically hard day. Right. Like often I'm like, uh, oh, I'm having a tough day with lupus. And right. you will message me and be like, I'm getting groceries, can I get something for you? Right. And I think that's, uh, that comes from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just so important to reach out and to see the world as a community. Yeah. because I remember there was even a time that actually I like apologized to you for for it was around when Alex passed. Yeah. And I had been distant just because, you know, life. And I yeah. was like, by the way, I'm so sorry. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, like life has just been catching up with me. But don't think it's because I, you know what I mean? And it's just because, you know, like in in this thing called life that we have no answer to as to exactly why we're here or whatever, we just make the answer. So I'm yeah. like, okay, well, one of the things that these experiences have taught me is, and you know, and moving to Kenya where I don't have my parents, but I have maybe extended family and all this kind of stuff, you make your community in life, yeah. right? And and it's important to check up on that community because you just never know what somebody's going through. Absolutely. You just never know in any way. Yeah. Yeah. And it costs you nothing. Yeah. It costs you nothing to ask, Agreed. can I do something? And if it makes that person day. needs it, yeah. When you do that for me, yeah. You know? And like, if that person does need something, is it really going to cost you that much to do the something yeah. for them? They're not probably going to overextend and ask every day, now you step yeah. in. And I'm like, oh, you're stepping out. Can you give me some surf and turf? <laughs> you know what I mean? Casually. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not the lobster thermidor. I yeah. mean, you know, pas necessaire. Yeah. Just ask somebody. Absolutely. How is you? How is you, baby? I'm so happy that you came here and you shared and you were silly and you are vulnerable. But before you go, I have to say my favorite story about you. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, because I've been holding this in for a very long time. God, is when we went for the uh, <coughs> retreat uh, for the hosts. Dead. At Capitol. And it was uh, me <laughs> and you, um, uh, Anne, Davina, Fareed, Martin, June, the works. No, Martin didn't come. 
Oh yeah, but it you was did. like it was like was oh, June there. Yeah, June came. Oh okay. You don't remember for a reason. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> you can put two and two together. So it was at the point in the evening where uh, we brought out a speaker. We were dancing. Things were were just the most. I think we were going from like Beanie Man to Jordan Sparks with a playlist, you know? Just when it's getting too hectic. So we were walking and I was like, this bitch is so inebriated. So I grabbed... Not using inebriated, I'm finished. Yeah. Under the table. You were mangled. Yeah. So I grabbed uh, the bread that was at the table and I gave you and I was like, eat some of this. And then, and you took a bite. And then when I wasn't looking, you rolled your eyes and threw it across the room. (laughs) Honestly, like that three, that frame, that three seconds of like you being like, oh, I'm tricking her. Fucking <laughs> got me so good. You had no plans of sobering up. And I was like, that's how I knew you were the one. And, and when we were going up to, to bed, you turned to me and you were like, why would I sleep in my own room? Literally. And it, like a cat, you just came and cuddled up. And I was like, this is how it's supposed to be. You were like, welcome. And I've never left her life. <laughs> it's true. <laughs>